Have you considered the lasting impact that you're having on our world? Would you like to amplify that impact? Welcome to the Amplify Podcast. We talk with today's nonprofits and discover how they're making a difference and how you can do the same. Now your hosts, financial advisor, Josh Dorado and attorney, David Morgan. I'm David Morgan with Morgan and Perry Law and with me. We're Josh Dorado, J2 Financial Group and welcome to the Amplify Podcast. Today we have with us Cameron Hardesty with the Fourth Down Foundation. Tell us what that is and how I got started. Thanks, David. It's, it's a pleasure to be here with you guys. A pleasure to be able to talk about the foundation. Basically, what Fourth Down is, is in a nutshell is leadership consulting for a high school sports team. Our focus really is teaching them the fundamentals of leadership, actually giving them opportunities so that they can train and then take those leadership tactics and apply them on their team. On the surface, we're looking to see this team produce, but really the deeper level is uh, we want to be able to shape leaders and create winning cultures on sports teams. And then if you want to even go a little bit deeper dive than that, create winning cultures in the classroom, in their schools, and be positive role models in school. We started out in 2015. We were a motivational speaking program. And it was all kudos to Mr. David Daggett. If he's listening, he's a Winston-Salem attorney, does personal injury law, and he had a program that was called Safe Sober Prom Night. I attended a marketing seminar that he was speaking at and he came in and was talking about safe server prom night and some of the things that he was doing. And I just, he had this question. He said, well, you can talk about all the problems that are in our community, but unless you're actually going to do something about it, then you really have no room to talk. So his Reach. whole model was he would go out and he would talk to high school students and talk to them about how their decisions have a huge impact and all the risks involved and so forth. I just really took that and went with it. And I, I made it my own. So I had a sports background, played football at NC State. I was also working in a criminal law firm at the time. So I said, okay, how can I combine both of those? I started keeping it sports related, talking about, hey, here's what could happen, giving them the scare tactics and so forth. And I just realized with 10 minutes that they're listening, that's the, uh, the most impact you're going to make. And then after that, you lose them. So instead of that, let's take a deeper dive. Let's focus on a smaller area and just give them a more concentrated dose. So I picked sports teams and I'm going to hit them with all the leadership information that I know, provide them with the books and just give them the framework to create a winning culture. And that has been uh, phenomenal. And we've seen a lot of results from that. That's awesome. Was there something that happened in your life that just made such a positive impact? I know you said you played college football along the way, and maybe it was early on, but just said, clicked later on, I want to do what happened to me for other people. It, your passion seems like it's coming from somewhere. Good questions. I've been asked this question before, and one of the things that first comes to mind is it hasn't really been one thing, but it's been a collection of things. It's been working for the criminal law firm and seeing young adults come in. They're terrified. A couple of them, I want to go to the military. Can I, am I going to be able to do that? I don't want a criminal record and all these things. So they're, they're just, man, if I could just go back and reshape my decisions that night, I probably wouldn't have done any of this. And I'm talking 500 times where that's happened. And I've had conversations with parents and they're like, I, I would take it on myself to have not only a consultation with them, but also just saying, hey man, here's the come to Jesus. Like you, we may be able to help you out on this one, but you really got to start changing the decisions you're making. So it was a combination of that, but also playing football at NC, playing with some of the best athletes in the world and seeing some athletes making horrible decisions that completely ruin their careers and seeing others who... We're just on a different path. You know what? It's a shame that some of those athletes that made the wrong decisions and what happened to them. How could I get ahead of that? You know, how can I get, maybe college is too late. Maybe high school is the way to go. 
And because high school was all the, a lot of the, a lot of the, uh, the charges that we were getting was these young adults in high school and mm. going through all that process. So I think a combination of both of those really was the big ticket. I love the name and you have the, uh, the football background, but you do keep referencing athletics in, in general. So is this limited to just football or is this open to other sports teams? Oh yeah. It's uh, open to all sports teams. We really focus on just for two teams at a time, at least for right now, because right now it's just me and whoever else I can get to help me. So I, I have two teams I'm working on right now, and that's uh, South Garner's soccer team and their lacrosse team. But it's not just football. It's, it's, it can be applied to any sport. We focus on just small teams, small unit base. And our method is basically you give us your team captains, and those are the ones that we're going to work on. So we're actually not working with the entire team. We're just working with the captains. So yes, you were elected a captain. With that as their added responsibility to that, you're not just going out for the coin toss anymore. It's you're going to be taking an active role. You're going to be a leader on the team. We basically teach them how to assemble a squad-based leadership, which is basically a team may be 10, 15 people, 20 people. A football team is obviously some, somewhere up 100 in some cases. But how you can really make a difference and make a winning culture is each one of those leaders is assigned three or four athletes or maybe upwards of five to six. And then you're taking on the added responsibility, building a relationship with each one of them, looking out for academics, their mental, emotional stays, how they're doing socially, and how they do an athletically all year round, not just during the season. I say that all to say that it can be applied to any team. It just depends on really just the leaders and, and how you want to go about it. So definitely a top-down approach and definitely scalable because you're not trying to approach the 50 or 100 people. You're approaching the leaders, having the leaders then go to their their teammates, and then you're following up them throughout the year too. So it's not like, hey, you're in this program once and done and, and you're out, like you said, for motivational speech. This is ongoing character building. Exactly. And you haven't even touched on football yet. I haven't even touched on football yet. And I will usually start off a meeting with saying, yes, we are the fourth down foundation. Here's what that means to me. Here's why I'm talking about this. And it's the situation in football where the game's on the line and decisions are critical. So you need to think smart about every decision. Everything that you've learned up until this point is all a matter of just making sure that you execute when the time is is in your favor, whatever the case may be. Every two weeks, we have a meeting with them. We give them a book and we go through the book chapter by chapter. We have the leaders present based on that chapter. We re- they're accountable for reading it and being able to teach it to the rest of the leaders. And then we provide feedback. We're also evaluating them and we give them these uh, certain training modules that they go through during the six months. We have support from the uh, United States Marine Corps and they come in, they weigh in some of their officers. We'll evaluate them based on their leadership uh, characteristics and so forth. It's not just the speaking. It's not just the books. We're actually evaluating them and then giving them opportunities to train. That's awesome. You just said the Marines. How did they get involved in this? At one point, I had reached out to the Marine Corps because I was really interested in doing a boot camp day for the team that I was working on at the time. And I just thought it would be great to just say, hey, Marines, if you can come back and just give us some feedback, just coach them up. If we can have them do like a series of drills and then you work with the leaders, if we can actually have like officers, that would be wonderful just to say, hey, when I was in Iraq, when I was in Afghanistan, we would lead these guys and this would be it. And you're doing a great job. And they were like thrilled. Now, obviously there's an inherent value to them because they want to just be in front of people and, mm-hmm. you know, share their story. And so they just said, we'll help you. We'll do every, every, everything we can. And through that, I was able to meet a gentleman by the name of Gunnery Sergeant Morris, who's been just instrumental behind the vision and and where we're going with things and really set us in our direction. I met him through this process. And then he eventually said, if we are able to create collaboration here, where the Marine Corps uh, and you, we work together because obviously there's an inherent value for us. It's getting in front of more people. But also, if we can provide that support and that knowledge that we have and help you, provide you with staff 
basically, to be able to do the things that you need to do, have a Marine on the call. And just they just saw that there was just such a value to being able to be a part of this, where it's not just so much a school sees, oh, we have the Marines here. They're here for this recruiting thing. Actually, no, they're actually here to help out your players. And if they're interested, great. But it's more just giving back. And they just saw that our missions are very much aligned. That's awesome. So you mentioned he's been instrumental in the vision. So tell me more about what is your vision, not only now, but for the future. At, at first, I just, I really approached this with uh, just, hey, here's what I'm going to do for the next six months. And it's going to be, I'm going to, I've been working with this team and was kind enough to have a great relationship with South Garner's soccer coach. And he basically said, you can do whatever you want with our team. You tell me, because I'm very flexible and this is a brand new program. They didn't even have a varsity team at the time. So they were a brand new school and they just said, whatever you want to do, you let me know. So I said, give me your captains. We were reading the book Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink and Leif Babin. I don't know if you all have read that. I, I just kind of took it as and applied that military philosophy where, okay, let's train the officers and then give them decentralized command so that they're now training the players on the team. And we just kind of established a chain of command and just go, go forth that way. We did that for six months on this hypothesis that this is going to help them develop a winning culture. That if we focus on teaching the leaders then the leaders are actually leading the players, then we're going to see wins on the field. We're going to see character development and, and just we'll go forward and just let's just see how that works. So it's worked. Then after meeting Gunnery Sergeant Morris, he said, you know what? This is a way to scale because the Marines see such a value in this. You maybe not don't necessarily have to find staff. The Marines will provide you staff. Mm -hmm. As long as you can develop a standard operating procedure where, hey, for the six months, here's the book, here's how to do it. You don't have to do it every single time. We can actually train, we can actually provide you with some, some members of the recruiting community and they'll be able to help you lead these discussions. Or if you can't be available, the way to grow about this is basically we have it down, we have the vision, but we also have some measurements. We see that it's successful and developing a, a basically a, a standard operating procedure where we can just put it on somebody's desk and they say, this is how you do it. And that could be then given to somebody else and then mm -hmm. it can grow from there. That's the vision. It's working with the military forces, mostly the Marines right now, we have no vision to expand to the other forces. We just figured it would probably be best if we focus on one branch because then we were providing them a value. They see that it's not like, okay, we're going to go down the street to the army. You're going to do the same thing. They got a heck of a lot more money than we do. No, we'll focus on them. They've been so kind to us. Let's, and we're going to, our goal is to collaborate with them and just see where things go. That's very good. And as you said too, the, the fact that you can scale it. So, so you're scaling it now by you're teaching the captains, but through the Marines and, and the gunny, who obviously has a lot of experience if he's reached that rank and he's been doing it a while. And you're saying creating SOP, and then you can train other people to go out and replicate Cameron and, and scale it that much better. That's really awesome. So I'm already inspired by this. I think this sounds wonderful. To anyone listening to this podcast, if they also like this idea, um, how can they help? How, how, how can they be involved with this? Is, is there a way? Which, what's your preferred? I think the best thing is any members or former members of the military community, please reach out because we can definitely find a spot for you. We're always looking for volunteers. The best way I love, I feel like a lot of people will say, first stop is you can financially support us. And, but I really think it's just manpower hours is really the biggest thing we need. Volunteers, somebody to come on and just share your story. I don't have any military experience, but there's just so much value in that. And I, I believe that the training that you get from the military side is so much different than the civilian side. Not that you couldn't replicate it, but there's just there's something different there. Reaching out to the members of any former or current 
are in serving, please reach out to us. The, also, a good way to talk about is if anybody has any connections with high schools, and obviously we'll want to expand. We want to talk to more coaches. Really, the best people we can talk to is coaches so that we can start getting to the words their team. From a financial aspect, obviously donations would be wonderful. Really, all the donations and the proceeds that we receive goes towards us providing books for the teams. Part of our program is we want to reward participation. We want to reward good behavior and really reward our captains or leaders whenever they carry out the mission well or the trainings and so forth, the different training modules. So what we'll do is we'll typically reward them. One of our ways is we get, if a team is not participating in off-season off activities, we will reward those who are participating. So it's encouraging them, the rest of the guys to get involved. So it's things like that, the rewards, the, the trophies and those sorts of things is really, really a big help for us. So what's a typical reward? Just because I'm curious. Okay, so uh, the, one, one of the first things that comes to mind is this past summer, what we had them do was we had the leaders. Each guy has about three or four guys in the squad. And your goal is before the end of the year, whatever squad has run the most miles will receive the award. So we use the Strava running app. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but basically it's mm -hmm. a way to GPS coordinate your run, tells you uh, your pace and your mileage. So the leaders were responsible for firing their guys up and making sure that they run, maximize their ability to run every single week for four weeks. They would actually chart that and the logs would then go to the coach and we're monitoring the whole way and so forth. So not only did the winning team receive an award, but also anybody who participated, like actually participated in this, got a t-shirt. And what we teach the leaders is let's come up with a motto for your team. And that's one of the parts about winning cultures that winning cultures have a motto and theirs was earn the jersey. So they had a t-shirt that said earned the jersey, right? So they've earned it in there now everything that they participated in. So that's an example. It's just, it's rewarding that good behavior. And then typically I'll just say, I'll, when I give these t-shirts out, I'll say, guys, most important to me is, hey, first of all, congratulations, awesome job. But let me know how your other players who didn't participate, let me know how they, what they say. Oh man, that's cool. I wish I would have done it. Those are things, because that could be really helpful for us. It's all about rewarding for the change. That's so smart. It's not just a participation trophy. It's giving out the t-shirt, earning the jersey. So it, it creates that extra camaraderie that everyone's on the team and pulling together. So it's it's not just a, a giveaway. That's really awesome. So we discussed manpower through through military, financial need, because it helps with the rewards and, and the books and that. If there's coaches or even administration in schools listening and they want to speak with you further about it, how would they go about it? We can post this at the end too, but right now, how would they go about contacting you? We have a website. Uh, so it's uh, org. There's a contact us page. Um, that's a good way to do it. Plus we have, there's a phone number on there that will go directly to me. So feel free to just give me a shout anytime. Fourthdownfoundation.org. Mm -hmm. Is that the number four in a TH or is fourth spelled out? Oh, good question. So it is the number four, uh, fourth. Yep. Okay. So fourth down mm -hmm. foundation.org. Um, is this set up to be co-educational? Yes, it is. With this disclaimer that we have not taken on a female team yet. And we have been asked that, would you be willing to take on this female team? I would like to. And I, cause I, I, I wish I could be able to say, I, I don't think our, our program is mostly shaped around male sports teams. What we're seeking right now is a female coach is because I, 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 there's just some things I'm just not going to understand. And it's the way you motivate men is probably going to be a little bit different how you motivate women. When we talk to our leaders, we say, yeah, if you want to motivate somebody, first, you need to know a lot about them. You got to know what makes them tick. You got to know what pisses them off. You got to know what makes them excited because you can trigger those things to get a response, right? We're open to the idea but we're really more open to finding a coach and partnering up with, with somebody who can do that and help us out with that. So as of right now, if someone, if a coach were to come to me and say, 
hey, I, I really want you to work with my, our, our softball team. First thing I would say is I'd reach out to Gunnery Sergeant Morrison and say, well, can you find me a female officer? If somebody would be willing to, because that would be my next step. So that would be the immediate need. But at some point, we're gonna, our curriculum, for, to, to, just to be completely transparent, our curriculum right now is more centered around the men's team. Somebody has to be first, and there's a lot of pioneering women around the triangle. So I, I'm sure that will come to fruition sooner rather than later for, for you guys. I was going to ask in my time in working with and on nonprofits, there are some key things, some key accomplishments that stick out in my mind. I would just wanted to, if you had any of those to share with the fourth down, just something that may seem small, but was extra impactful. And you just, you're going to remember that for a long time. I love hearing about those stories. So one of the first things that come to mind, the soccer team that I work with, uh, the year before this, but last year around this time, I want to say they're around one in seven. They're one in seven, one win, seven losses. This year, they're four and three. I'd love to be able to say that's all, that's fourth down right there. No, but uh, it's, I'd like to say that it had a lot to do with that. So I think that's a success. But I, I always tell the guys, I, I really don't care about the wins. That's great. Obviously, if we're creating a winning culture, the winning uh, obviously is a part of that. We haven't been decorated with any awards or anything like that. We're just not, we're not, I don't think we have enough exposure yet to have that. But what we have, been, what is most rewarding to me is I got a text message recently from one of the leaders that I was working with. And he mentioned to me and said, hey, Cameron, listen, I've got, I want to ask you a question about something. And it's actually not soccer related, but I could really use your leadership advice as to how to handle it. When are you available? And I'm just thinking, if I've able to, been able to create such a relationship with a guy that he would trust me with that, just like beyond the, oh man, coach is having us do this leadership meeting. Okay, I got to suffer for this through another hour. But we were able to make a connection where he would actually trust me to have that conversation. That's a win to me. Like that right there is just, okay, we're making a connection. And then looking back, as I've been doing this in motivational speaking with uh, groups, uh, you know, we've had parents reach out and somebody, one of their sons or daughters actually got, would get a ticket or traffic ticket and say, wait a minute, I remember you. <laughs> I think your son or daughter didn't listen, but I, I do. <laughs> that's a clear impact. And that's all that we're trying to do is amplify that to make that happen even better and more often. So that's awesome. And David brings up that point that we would like to be involved. Neither one of us have military experience, the best right. of my knowledge. However, through, through the Amplify program we put together, we can definitely help you on the financial side. If there's anyone looking to make a financial contribution, we can show them many ways to, to amplify that, magnify that, and get the most dollars in your pocket for the most rewards, the most books, and to, and to scale it. And, and really help out. Well, I really do appreciate that. And um, and one of the things I wanted to mention too, because it just made me think about that. And and I shouldn't have shortchanged us in saying that it should, it's only military members that we're looking for. Because at one point I had this discussion with, with I'll call it my team, but a, a couple of the Marines and they were just, we were talking about scaling and so forth. And, and just a shout out to Wake Tech's a business consulting program. They It's a free resource that they do. And it has been amazing. I've been working with a teacher there, uh, a consultant and uh He's been with me ever since day one. I don't pay him a dime, but he's just, he'll send me an email saying, hey, how's the things going? Every time I talk to you, it's so inspirational and, and everything. And they've just been great. So anyway, I think it was a combination of talking with both of them. We've been expanding and thinking about this idea where maybe it's not just Marines that are doing this, but it's also could be members in the business community. Let's just say you have a training program for your up and coming leaders, your junior leaders, and you want to give them kind of a extracurricular, outside the box kind of training platform. Well, I'll tell you what, we'll give you a team. You bring in one of your young execs and you have them, you teach them leadership. You train this team to become a winning culture. Because if you can do that with a sport, high school sports team where their attention span is about 
minuscule and then being able to turn them around so that they're listening to you, so they respect you, so that they trust you. And if you can build a relationship with them, then you can build a relationship with anybody. So I would certainly encourage if you're a CEO and you have some up and coming management, definitely reach out to us. I will plug them into a team. I'll give them the, the standard operating procedure and I'll give them the book and say, it's very straightforward. Just follow the instructions, lean on your instincts, lean on your leadership training and have some fun because it, it is a lot of fun. That's terrific. So anyone listening, let's listen up again. Leadership roles, military, concerned parents, people involved in the school, anyone who's looking to benefit the lives of, of those young up and coming people to shape their lives for the better. This sounds like a great way to get in touch. And again, fourthdownfoundation.org with, with the number four or anybody involved in Wink Tech. That sounds like a great connection too. I was recently read that at one point, one third of the entire Wake County has either uh, attended or is actively attending some sort of classes at Wake Tech. One of the most, really? one of the most successful community college programs in, in the country. So that would also be fantastic. They're phenomenal. Cameron, I want to thank you for the time today. I appreciate you coming in, educating us a little bit more. I'm definitely fired up about it, especially if you can branch out into women. I have two daughters. They're still younger, but they both play several sports and are up and coming. And I think a program like this could benefit everybody. It'd be awesome if this was if this was around when Dave and I were in school to be part of something like this too. I second that. Just it's I, I think I go into this every single day as what what I do I wish I would have heard when I was in high school. I was one of those cool kids that was like, hey, it doesn't apply to me. I'm the star athlete. I think just being a little bit more humble to listening to this, but also just being able to know that's what you're going to be up against and, and how you can climb through that and be able to make a connection it really just makes a huge impact and, and on you personally, but also with them. Thank you for joining us on the Amplify podcast. Absolutely. It's been a blast just to hear about everything you're doing. Well, thank you all so much for having me. It's just wonderful to be able to share this message and just, you know, share this conversation with you guys. And I'm looking forward to it. And hopefully we can do this again because I really enjoy talking with you guys. Let's do it. Thank you much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Amplify podcast. Want to learn more about the Amplify program, your immediate and sustainable giving strategy? Are you a nonprofit looking to enhance your giving? Visit jtfinancialgroup.com slash amplify to schedule an introductory meeting.